This episode of the Co-Optional Podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace, make it. gentlemen welcome welcome to the co-optional podcast hi <laughs> hello literally the second that we went live i felt like i needed to sneeze <laughs> was really bad timing. hi everybody <laughs> uh today is the 28th of august 2018 this is episode 226 featuring not crendor not crendor no. That's me. Crendor. I'm not Crendor. Yeah. Hello. What well, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> we were promised Crendor. What happened to Crendor? Uh, Crendor? Yeah, what happened? Crendor messaged me last night. Pretty late. Not gonna, you know, no hate, no salt. A lot of salt. Um, I do my best to try and plan for variables. I can only control what I can control. What is, hold on. What is the Crend variable? I need to know this. Crendor is, what was, is a whole different type of variable. What was the problem? Because in my mind, it's something crazy. I need to know. Dental work. That's all it is. Is that he would be in pain throughout the show, and um, I'm as someone who is actually having more dental work done and has had lots of dental work done in the past, I can understand and, and empathize, sympathize. Can we talk enough. about? Can we talk about how? Hold on a minute. I have known <laughs> this man for years, and for years he has been the guy who's like. I'm all, I'm super healthy. I eat uh, like 12 gallons of yogurt a day. He's I've never had any medical problems. He literally <laughs> has been sick the last year. The last year. Aww. He has been ill. You know what I, I think it want... is? I think it's him not traveling to conventions. Yeah, his immune <laughs> system is too low, right? right? Shot. Yeah. It makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. that's, that's what I've gotten out of this. Yeah. He's yeah. such a pro at being a sloth. His immune system has become sloth-like now. So he's catching up. Like all all twenty years of any single disease that has existed <laughs> are just now starting to sort of hit his immune system. So he's literally falling apart. The yeah. more I hear about the stuff that he goes through, I'm like, you're just. I, do you have leprosy? I, I have questions. <laughs> I, I have genuine questions. I was just hoping it was going to be, a, 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 you know, like like Jesse said, a, a more um, elaborate, like more fantastical Crendor. sort of it's, it's like, oh, yeah. I got stuck in my sloth pants or my sloth pants are dirty all million pairs of them and I need to actually have someone wash them or something maybe that's why he got right. sick even though that could be he could have just lied someone to you. washed his sloth pants let's be honest he is absolutely 100% at Ikea right now let's make no bones about it Crendor <laughs> is at Ikea and will always be at Ikea making mm. terrible non-content videos and, and he's not even actually shopping for furniture. He's just at the restaurant eating he's Swedish meatballs. He and never, that's, he never that's buys it. stuff there. No, he no. just likes he's, being there. He's just there. It's fascinating. But who doesn't like just being there? Let's be real. Have you ever like, just been there? been there? Have you ever just I've never gone to Ikea there? without a, like something and that that's, And that is your problem. 
Wait, are, are we talking philosophically? Or are we saying specifically been there at IKEA? Because I've only been to IKEA once, and I did buy something, and then never went. Then back. that doesn't count. That doesn't count. So I guess I'm not on the same level as Jesse and, and Grandor. Then <laughs> that's right. You're not. I mean, the end. Buttoned. I, buttoned. I, Boop. I do know that the like 2019 IKEA catalog came out a couple months ago. I told Crandor, I was like, we should do a stream where we go through the catalog and and no, no, and, no, and, the and catalog, no, no, that's not a Crandor thing. It's a Bible for him. No, 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 no. <laughs> doesn't read the Bible; he lives the Bible. That's oh, the problem shit. you guys don't see. He's did, there. Did you guys ever get the um, like the Christmas books that certain department stores would send out? I mean, this wasn't really when totally. I was really little, but Victoria's Secret, <laughs> the Jesse Toy Store, but things yeah. like Toys R Us or whatever, they'd send like this kind of book where where it's specifically for like kids to book. sort of yeah. circle for like, oh, I want this for Christmas and I want this for you know spoiled child things. Mm. I feel like that's the IKEA catalog experience with myself and Crendor. It's like, ooh, this circle. Ooh, this. I could put this here. No. I remember I when... always Go sorry, ahead. I keep going. No. I was gonna say I always feel that way when uh I get new catalogs from Crate and Barrel because I'm always like, this shit is way too expensive and I'm never actually gonna buy it, but I still wanna look at all of it. <laughs> I'm still gonna look at everything on here. Radio Shack was usually the one that I looked at a lot. Radio Shack. That was a long Radio time Shack ago, man. Still exists. Rest in peace. There's probably like I know two Circuit of them City somewhere. is dead. Oh yeah, Circuit City. Circuit City oh, died so out like a year after I bought my new flat screen. I was pretty happy about that. Back yeah. when the the brand new Sony Bravia, which is now antiquated by about 10, 20 years at this point, mm. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna spend a lot of money and finally have a nice TV to impress people with. Circuit City goes bankrupt and closes down. So I'm glad I got my 10 year warranty. They got me for an extra like 900 <laughs> bucks. Yeah. Also, I, I feel a, a crushing weight uh, on on top of my head here. I'm not sure. I'm not exactly sure why. Uh, I think that I think that Dodger oh. is. Oh, I have, yeah. I messed it up. I'm trying I to messed up the frame. Yeah. I did it. It's my fault. Uh. I'm gonna fix it. <laughs> no, lift, it's true. It I, I ah. screwed up the Brady Bunch today. That's that's how <laughs> that happened. Let's I wouldn't see. have even noticed that at the chat. Boom. So. Okay, it's oh, done. It. Fixed it. Perfect. <laughs> Sorry about that. Here in my quest to start on time, sometimes things don't always work out. That's okay. It's okay. I'm moonlighting as a dread lord. <laughs> Anywho, welcome yeah. Sinvicta to the show. It's been a while since we've had you on, and I don't Hello. believe you've been on since I've been hosting the show. I don't think we've ever been on the show together, basically. So welcome. Hello, welcome. Yeah, I think the last time we played, we did some, anything together, I think, was Secret Hitler. So that was a long time ago. Oh, God, Secret Hitler. Sorry it's if been, I shot you. I, it's I been, remember. no, I never got shot, ever. It was always <laughs> oh, Maggie. that's right. Always Maggie. Mm -hmm. It was always Maggie. I'm, I'm pretty sure that no one else got shot but Maggie. That's, I mean, really, that's the only one who, who we needed to shoot anyway. She's so treacherous. But, yeah, I'm very happy to be here. Thanks for, uh, thanks for inviting me. I... I love doing the show. I just like hanging out with my friends, and it's good to see you all again. Awesome. Still playing heavy metal. We got a new. Uh, we got a new song coming out soon. Yeah. Yeah, it's dedicated to uh, our our band has a cameo in a, in a game called Ash of Gods, so we named the song Ash of Gods just because it's really heavy metal. And uh, yeah, looking forward to today's show. It's going to be a good one. What does Dodger have? 
What was that? There was a dead spider on the on the desk, and oh. I managed to pick him up and blow him into the wind. Poor boy. <laughs> That's what he would have wanted. I don't know how he died, but he was literally just sitting next to my mouse, like. Wait, so. was he, what were the legs curled up? Yeah, the legs were all okay. curled up like this on himself. And I went to grab one of the legs and it just popped off. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so that's what He I died saying. how he lived. <laughs> on Dodger's mouse pad curled up in a ball. <laughs> yeah, so today's show uh, news, I guess. Um, unfortunately, some not so nice topics in the news. Um, sadly... I believe it was what Sunday, Sunday night, Sunday, Sunday during the day. Actually, uh, we got the report in of the Jacksonville shooting. Um, some guys all together playing Madden NFL 19, mm. I believe. Um, and unfortunately, someone who had gotten knocked out of the tournament qualifier. This qualifier would have uh, allowed people to continue on to uh, a finals in Las Vegas, and uh, unfortunately. He um, came back and killed two people and injured 11 others that were sent into the hospital. So, um, obviously, thoughts and prayers to everybody affected and everyone involved. There are a lot of esports teams and esports personalities and people in the gaming scene in general who have come out and uh, vocalized their support and their sympathies for this particular situation. Uh, the reason I wanted to bring it up in the news section is because I'd like to kind of talk a little bit about grassroots tournaments or smaller size tournaments like this and get your guys' feedback on what maybe could be done to better provide security or will this actually um, <coughs> cause certain tournaments to not take place because this was a, um, a significantly smaller event than something like you know, WCS for, you know, or BlizzCon or, you know, MLGs, any any of those, you know, bigger name events that people might be familiar with. Thoughts? Just Jesse, terrible. You, seem, you seem like you were priming up to say something. No, I, this stuff pisses me off. Uh, I'm not yeah. a big thoughts and prayers person anymore because that shit's done. Like, you can only keep saying thoughts and prayers. Like, I hate that shit. It drives me crazy. Uh, the, 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 you know, if it's, it's our go-to now rather than fixing a problem, it's like, well, uh, thoughts and prayers to everyone involved, like, fuck, let's do something about it. But no one ever does. Um, when it comes down to the actual <clears throat> events and, and situations, like everyone's like, we need more security, more security, more security. 99% of events are like, like 12, 13 people show up. Like, like how... You can't fucking police everything. Like, it's crazy where we're at right now. This whole topic infuriates me uh, because at the end of the day, nothing's going to happen and change. And if anything, there's going to be more like dudes in security vests to make everyone feel safe. But, you know, no one knows when or how or in what case someone's going to go Looney Tunes and just shoot a place up. And that's like... A sad fact of living in America. That's just where we're at right now, and it sucks. But, um, you know, sure, more security is always good, but at a certain point, it's like, where do you put the security? What does security <laughs> there for? How many people warrant security? If it's a small event, like a GameStop, 
are there guys with guns there, like ready to protect you? Should it be that way? Is that is that where we live now? In that you can't get like twenty people together in a room without having a security guard? Like that's fucked up. It, the whole issue aggravates the shit out of me, and it makes me even angrier when people are like, "Yes, that's exactly what we need to do." And like, what? Yeah. What are you talking about? Like, like kind of unrealistic. It makes me it makes me very very sad. We're like, yes, we need to have more security. It's like, okay, sure, I get it. That that's like the bandage on the wound. And everyone's like, yeah, you you bandage wounds. And that's how you heal. I'm like, no, that's how you stop people from bleeding out. But like the patient is has been bleeding for years and we're just running out of room for bandages, y'all. And so it just drives me crazy. There needs to be something done, but nothing's going to happen in this country as long as we're so heavily divided politically. So that's all I got to say. Pisses me off. Pisses me off. People just want to fucking play Madden, y'all. That's not cool. Yeah. That's not cool. Just like we always want to come up with with like excuses or like this person was this or this person was that. This person believed this or this person had some mental something wrong. But sometimes shit be like, I lost and I'm mad and I don't know how to contain my rage. And like you can just go back and shoot up a place because you like you'll ne- like it, you can't. I don't know. Makes me I so mean, mad. Makes I feel like so there's mad. not really much you can do in that situation, even if you had. Like was there was there any reports on 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 like did the did that gaming tournament have any sort of security at all or at like a front door or I mean I know it wasn't a big event right because the event well because of the news outlets and everything everything the story is still developing if you will um, all I know is that it was at the uh, GLHF good luck have fun bar at the back of a pizzeria like a Chicago pizzeria. Um, that was in a kind of like a strip mall setting. So, you know, relatively low key, I would assume my concerns are things. Well, I mean, I have lots of concerns, obviously. Um, I I can't like, I don't want to emotionally go into all of it because like Jesse, I I'm, I'm angry about it. Uh, the concern sort of that one concern that I have, I should say is, um, will, Companies like, for example, Will Blizzard with games such as uh, Overwatch, they're like, you know, smaller events um, throughout the country. They have to usually license a, a tournament agreement for someone to put on an event. Will these companies that own these different IPs and franchises, will they actually start to put in, you must have X security in place in order to even have a tournament, even at a smaller level? Will we see GameStop as a corporation um, you know, require security at any of their events in future. Right. Is it going to be like part of contracts? Right. Yeah. I I sort of feel like maybe that is what needs to happen, but it's whether it will or not. At the end of the day, let's be, let's be like real honest with each other. Everyone watching right now, like here's the real truth of it. If a person wants to kill someone, they will find a way to do it. If they want to do it bad enough, they will find a way to do it. Security exists as sort of like a barrier between them to make it a little bit more difficult. But like, that's just life, man. People, some people are shitty and they will find a way to be shitty to other people if they, if they can. And unfortunately, where we live is like, if we put up security barricades to something, they'll just go to a place that doesn't have security barricades. So the solution of security yeah. is literally like we have to secure everything. And at that point, like 
you know, it's essentially a police state at that point. We're like everywhere security and everywhere you have to go, you have to like hand up an ID and shit. No one wants to live that way. So like it's, it's a really fucked up shitty situation we're in, but it requires people to sit down and talk and work through this stuff and figure out real solutions. And you're right. Nobody's politically willing to do that right now. Nobody, nobody on both sides. Nobody's willing to, to sit down because it's, it's one of those things where if you're a politician, depending on the outcome, you'll lose your job probably. And no one wants to do that. And so they're all, they're cowards, but whatever. It makes me so mad. It makes I me mean, so mad. It reminds me of the, of the classic South Park episode. Um, the gun where, show? Where they go in, into the gun show? That's what I was watching last night when this happened. I was, uh, I was thinking, of, I know which one you're talking about. I was thinking of, the, of another one, though, uh, back when they, when they get the goat from Afghanistan. At the very, very beginning, oh. uh, they, the four boys um, are sitting there. At the, it's, just, it's the opening scene, and they're all wearing gas masks, and there's a big pause. And then Stan says to, I think he's talking to Kyle or, or Carby, he's like, remember when everything used to be fun? And then they have a security check, checking, the, checking the, all, every single kid's backpack before they get on the school bus and stuff. That's kind of how I'm seeing everything sort of play out right now in the, in the country, and it's like, it's like it's almost like you can't have all the you can't have the American freedom, but also be a hundred percent safe these days, mm-hmm. you know. And what Jesse was saying, it, it does feel like I mean, just I, I I cannot I cannot think of a logical way that you would be able to stop something like a dude just snapping and killing a bunch of people because he was just unstable. I mean, there's. I, I, I read something that he, he has a long line of, of, his, of mental illness in, in his history, but he was still legally able to buy a gun. Right. So it's kind of like, I mean, where, where, does the, where does the blockchain, so to speak, end when you have to tell people stop? And then even then, it's like, well, we can, we can make guns harder to get, but it's like, well, people are still going to get them. I mean, you know, there's, there's, I don't think there's any stopping that. It's just really there's already There's already so many guns that exist already. And, oh yeah, yeah. And the to say as the country give it like give us your guns back is not going to happen. Like we have to be realistic about where we exist in reality. And if and and to say that like guns are illegal, that's never happening in America. It's just not going to happen. Like you're gonna have to get over that if you're like anti-gun. It's never going to happen. That's the country's literally founded on it. People are like, we can change that. Just not going to fucking happen. Like that's where but we like. Live. But to say that there would be no good in starting regulations now, I think is a logical fallacy to say like, well, like there's already so many guns and people aren't going to give their guns back. So we shouldn't regulate it at all. Yeah. Yeah. There should be not an argument. Yeah. Yeah. But the the regulation is one of those things where uh, that requires action by a Congress that won't do that. So uh, at the end of the day, like if you want that, it requires voting. But at the end of the day, most Americans are lazy as fuck and don't vote. So, uh, you know, we're at a, a real real quandary here about how to fix the country. I mean, at the end of the day, it's one of those things where it requires a, across the board, like, look at society where guns are a huge issue in this country. And no one's willing to accept that because it is, like, part of the Constitution and the foundation of this country, right? But people aren't willing to accept that, like, we don't have to load in a ball into our fucking musket anymore. That doesn't exist. And so when you, you have literally a gun that, 3D print a gun and it's not. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> times have changed. There needs to be some sort of gun reform. That's just like a fact, right? But mm-hmm. also people are right that mental health is a huge issue in this country too. 
people look at mental health as like, let's ignore that for a little bit. And if someone has a problem rather than helping them, they sort of shun them and cast them aside. And that's been the case throughout history. We used to put people on like asylums. asylums and before that jails and before that literally just killed them. Like, yeah. and so it's, it's a huge issue that has always been there and always existed. We need to deal with that as well. And it's the combination of the two. And it's the combination of us also wanting to live in a free society. We're like, we don't want to have to, have everything we own rummaged through all the time in order to go to a concert, right? Like, that's fucked up. You can't have that. I mean, it's, just, yeah. it's not the – like, the thing The thing that I've never understood is as everyone is everyone says, like, you know, we need to – like, we need to make guns harder for for people to, to obtain, especially if they have a history of mental illness. Like, we, I, we've seen shootings by people who have no criminal record. They, they just snap. I mean, it's there's nothing – even with somebody with no mental with no mental illness or anything, maybe they just have a little bit of a rage issue or something. I mean, or they act on a they call it like a what a crime of passion or whatever like that. It's it's kind of like you can't you really can't do anything about that. You know, it's it's sad, but it, I do feel like that's just it's it's illogical to to think that okay, there's there's got to be an ultimate solution to say we need to give the the proper help to the people who who require ment- who have mental illness. But also make it to where guns are not are not accessible by these type of people at all. Because you're still going to be able. To, people are, are going to be able to get it. I mean, if even if even if America got rid of every single gun, I feel like there's there's this way too much underground trade and black market. I mean, that's, other that's countries what I was trying to get to. Dominion, like <laughs> at this point, there are many, 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 many guns in America. And if we were yeah. today to say no more guns, they'd still exist. There'd still be guns in the, in the country. And people would still have access to them. Uh, at the end of the day, it comes down to the fact that it's just there are. It's all about personal freedoms, which this country is like founded on. And it's the idea that there are a lot of people who have guns that that aren't using them to kill human beings. And uh, if we, and that's that's literally the problem that we face as a nation. If we take their guns, then we've infringed on their liberties. But by having guns that kill people, we're infringing on the life part of the life, liberty, pursuit, or happiness of other people. It's a genuine quandary that is a huge issue that requires everyone from both sides to take a moment away from yelling at each other and sit down and be like, this is a thing we need to work out for the future of this nation or we're all fucked. Like, let's take a moment. And no one's willing to do that because they don't want to be seen as weak because compromise, for some reason is now labeled weak when compromise is like the strongest thing you could do because it's for the betterment of society. But people are like, I don't want to give them anything because if those guys, they're the red team or they're the blue team. I hate it. It drives me crazy. Drives what's, me crazy. what's funny in Texas, you'll see, you'll see a lot of people with uh, like on the, on the back of their big trucks with the little testicle ball hanging down below on their, you know, cause it's super manly. You'll see, you'll see stickers in Texas that say like, you know, like come and get them. It's a big picture of like an assault rifle, like an AK or like a or an M4 and stuff. It's like so. So what? Uh, so you tell me if you if we had if we had stronger gun violence that you just and if America just outlawed guns, just overall just outlawed them that you shoot like federal workers to for trying to take them. It doesn't really help yeah. your like help your argument that much. You know that you're a sane person who deserves to have a gun in the first place. Right. That's what I always think when I see those signs too. I'm like, like come and get them. Are you trying to convince people that you're the person that is like even feel <laughs> and, and should have a gun? Cause this well, I know who should have a gun. Yeah. 
You this know, guy who says he'll shoot anybody who tries to take it. Yeah, I've, I've never, I, I've always looked at that and just been like, it's such a, that's such a weird frame of mind to say, okay, well, we're going to fight to keep our guns. Well, you're going to use your guns. Cause I mean, it's, it sounds like you're the perfect candidate to not have a gun in my opinion, but you know. In yeah. all in all with the way that things have played out as far as the story developing and, you know, of course, nobody has all the answers yet as to why everything happened the way it did. One thing I think uh, certain people will look at is forcing more of these tournaments online because honestly, it's people are going to throw up their hands and say, well, no, I'm not going to go to a, a, an actual live event. I'm just going to play from online, then I don't get shot. And yeah. the fact that it's going to be a nation uh, motivated by fear is pretty sad. And I, I want to give us a little more credit than that. I feel like... I'd like to, but when, right now... When phew. that dude shot up the theater, people still went to movies. When uh, they shot up the, the, the concert in Vegas, people still went to concerts. Like, I think at the end of the day, we as Americans uh, still carry on and continue, but it's like fucked up that we have to do that because mm -hmm. that's how you re like have an, it re like that's how you get back to to reality of like well we can't not ever have tournaments again so we have to keep soldiering on but like it's messed up that that's the mentality of it but i think for the most part you know they'll still be they'll you know this they're not gonna give into the idea of like one guy ruined it for everyone kind of thing yeah. I, I don't think that's gonna happen but I always wonder if that's partially because we're so big. Because, like, a lot of times these things happen and it feels, it, even though it's our country, it feels far away from us. Does that make oh, sense? It's also, th there's, there's a delusion in the human psyche as well that, you know, it's it like one of those known research things where it's like, if it doesn't happen to us, it didn't actually really right. happen. Right. So yeah. we delude ourselves into feeling like we'll be okay, we'll be fine. And that's a lot of the time. And that's the same thing when it comes to uh, all aspects of human life. Like even when you delve into things like racism and shit, where it's like people who don't know anyone of another ethnicity or color, they're the ones who like, oh, I don't trust those people, right? But the minute you do, all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's a real human being, and now I understand their problems. And right. then, you know, it's one of those I things hate gay people until I know a gay person sort of right. situation. And, yeah. and, the, and the, the flip side of it is, you know, I'm not afraid of gun violence until someone's shooting at my ass, right? And so it's one of those things where just in general, people will continue like nothing really happened because it didn't happen to them, and it happened far away in a different place which is literally just another state in the u.s but yeah you're kind of on the money there that like we're so big that and there's so much news and the news cycle this time next week sadly we won't be talking about florida and that's just we'll have moved on to something else because so much happens all the time there'll be another and, shooting by tomorrow by next week it's it's sure. happening all the time what what will actually need to be the big catalyst to make change happen how many people need to die before it happens i mean well, you the would problem is is that like we we create new normals for ourselves like mm -hmm. like there are things we keep inching towards being more and more and more okay with like that idea of constant security and that idea of like constantly being checked for guns and all of those things, like those things 
gradually could be normalized for most Americans. And I think that that's the big problem is that like, we're able, like Jesse saying we bounce back really well. I think that that's honestly a detriment. And I mean, the line keeps just getting pushed further and further as far as like, well, there's another shooting today. So what else is new? Like that's, you know, that's, that's yeah. sort of how I feel like the, the common psyche is for, for everything. But to, to go back, cause we sort of glossed over Jenna's original question, which is, do we think anything's going to, is this going to affect directly anything with like grassroots tournaments, that, that sort of thing? I mean, I, I, I would love to say that it, it somewhat would like if they just get like a, maybe a rent a cop or something like that. But it sometimes for the, for the smaller tournaments, especially if it's, if it's localized in like a, a card and game shop or something like that, I mean, that requires extra money. And it's most, most places are not, are going to say like, Hey, you know, you, you can come, you can come play this tournament for whatever name X game here. You know, we, we have Titan security now or something like that. It's, it's like, it's not going to be a selling point to, to try to get the people to, to play in tournaments. I think people are going to still compete in tournaments regardless i mean the same you know it's it's going to take something as jenna was was talking about like like what could what would be have to be the huge change i mean it, it would have to be something enormous like someone someone getting something something inside of like a national football game game like stadium or i mean like you know like a, like a major league baseball game like it, it but even then it would just be just another mass shooting i mean we saw it happen in vegas and you know, we, you know, it's kind of like, well, we can't freeze in fear. I mean, the country didn't do that after 9-11, and it's... it's People for, have you know, literally Vegas. shot presidents, and it hasn't changed. Like, yeah. That, yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, that's true. I think it's, it's just the American... It's just sort of like, just part of... It's been with it's been with this country. I'm, I'm not from this country, and it's, it's sort of become just the way it is, you know, kind of thing. Well, it, it, it's not right. It, yeah, it should shouldn't be that way and it's no it shouldn't it's definitely a more modern thing and it and and it's something that again we need to address but unfortunately for all of us politics and history moves very slowly and even though change does occur and things do happen and and usually that that moral arc in history does like you know, justice is at the end of that shit. It takes years and years and years and years and years and many time, an entire lifetime for some people before something happens. So, you know, it's one of those things where even though it's like a hopeless feeling, uh, the fact that, you know, you see those high school students and you see young people now really pissed off and fighting for change. I think that's really inspiring because here's, here's another truth. Uh, most of those old senators won't be around anymore and those kids will isn't that depressing though that like something that we have to keep telling ourselves is well when our generation is mostly in power we'll be fine (laughs) it's like that's everything that's the truth sadly gated it's all gated by people who are not willing to talk to each other by two sides that are just not willing to compromise at all nothing gets done that's how animosity builds how frustration builds i mean it's the same if you're just in a relationship or something like you have to have communication this the moment that people stop talking to each other to compromise and debate things is when, you know, anarchy rules. There's, there has to be, you know, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not someone who can give all the answers obviously, but it's like, if, if the people who, if the people who, who make and matter for the laws and, and reform, reform stuff like that, if they are unwilling to budge, 
just be for whatever reason for just name whatever reason i mean what you know what can you do you gotta you gotta overthrow the government it's it's sort of like you know i look at i look at the situation in america and i'm just like it i I don't i don't know what the what the surefire winning plan is if if the people who run the country are unwilling to budge or talk to each other or or just hide behind the usual political jargon of you know well, we're going to review the policy here. We're looking to amend, well, blah, 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 you know. We, the, the problem that we have, the real problem that we have in the country at the moment preventing all of this is that we have, instead of political parties, we have football teams, basically, and there's the red team and the blue team, and it does not matter what your team does. They could be terrible pieces of shit, but you're on that team, and, and it, remi- it very much reminds me of, like, Steelers fans when Roethlisberger was being a piece of shit and they were like, but he's our QB though, right? Every sports fan has a moment where they're like, a player on their team was awful, but it didn't matter because they were going to the Super Bowl that year. They're going to do something that year. And that's Tom Brady, what? what it's like in American politics where it's there's a red and blue team and it don't matter who's on your team. You support them no matter what. And that's like where it's at. That's sadly where it's at. And people, uh, like, that's why it's there are no moderates right now no one's willing to talk and no one's willing to work with each other because no one wants to see the other team get a victory literally most of twitter is about provoking the other team and just shitting on them just Quit because the bear. just so the they bear. can do it yeah. it's messed up it's yeah. like a it's a it's a very just america's a competitive country it always has <laughs> been it's always been a fighting country whether it's they, there's no fight, they'll fight with themselves. From birth, you're yeah. patriotic, and that's just how you, gotta, you are. We've got to, we got to win somehow. I mean, it's America. We got to, we got to win. We got to beat somebody. Yeah, but there are better ways to win where everyone at least sort of feels like they got to win in the yeah, end. Yeah, why can't win be like keeping everybody safe? <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's the problem because winners equal there has to be a loser. Not everyone can win. Like that's, that's the way many people view reality. And instead of, and a lot of people view the whole thing of like seven year olds, everyone gets a trophy. They view that as like gross. It's like, yeah, but they're fucking seven. Let them have a trophy. It's like that kind of attitude. Like, like we're participation in- ribbons. Yeah. We're, we're all in this together. We all should get like an awesome trophy of like, Hey, hang in there. We're doing this instead. It's like, there has to be losers, which is just like, why though? Why can't we all be in on this together? That's literally we're, we're here for each other. It's like, no, 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 fuck, fuck y'all. It's heartbreaking. Some people, I, some people would argue with that, though, and say that, that giving participation trophies causes this sort of thing to happen where someone who, is, who has been told that you, you win just for being here finally comes up against opposition and loses. That's something that they're not either acclimated to or, or have ever experienced before ever, and they just they lose their mind because they've never been told, like, you can lose. It's not the end of the world. It's not the end of your life. It's not the end of anyone's life. You're allowed to lose. You know, I, I sort of I sort of disagree with with the idea of, of that. If everyone if anyone if if everyone is there, everyone takes part in a competition that everyone should at least get something. It's, it's like, yeah, that's I think that's true. But you shouldn't treat them all like they should have won. 
because there has to be losers. I'm not saying make everyone winners. I'm saying that's that's an impossibility. But I'm saying everyone coming to the table should should get that. Like if you showed up here, have like a juice box. Thanks for coming. Like we appreciate you being here. Here's here's something for being at the table. Like people deserve that. I don't think I don't think everyone gets a first place trophy. That's insane. But I'm saying like, hey. Here's a juice box and a snack pack and some stuff in it. Thanks for coming. Oh yeah, man, Capri Sun. Yeah, like I mean, that's all I'm saying. I mean, let's do that instead. Let's let's give people their their Capri Sun. I mean, I just I don't know. It, it was even at Bermuda. It it struck me weird that that like at the end of the season, everyone got a trophy, and none and none of the trophies were were bigger than the others. It's like, well, I guess I guess we're just playing for fun then. I mean, but what's the point of standings that if we're if we're just if we're all going to get the same thing in the end? You know, that's how. But also, but also I think that that. It, that that is a lesson that comes with age as well. Like if oh I'm, yeah, totally, totally. If there if you were doing like a pee wee league and everyone was seven or eight years old, then that's for fun. Like if the, if there's a parent who's like, well, my kid was the best and he deserves. Some, it's like, dude, your kid's seven. Like if that's if that's where we're at and you're raising that, God bless. You probably shouldn't be in the pee wee league. Take that kid to like some professional athlete shit and train him to be in the Olympics or something because that kid obviously is amazing. But everyone else here is in the fucking Wee League, and we're here for fun because they're all seven years old and they don't need to be adults yet. That's all That's all I'm saying for that. Like, when they're in high school, yeah, okay, we can do winners and losers and the sports team is in the varsity and whatever, fine, great. But, like, tone it down. Tone it down, planet Earth. Not everyone needs to be a fucking champion as a child. Like, just turn it down. Teach them to, like, be have empathy and, like, love people when they're seven and eight and teach them to, like, like that video with the, all the little kids and the girl, and she got like her fucking legs, and it's so cute, and they're all running around. Like I love that shit. We need more of that. Need- <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Meanwhile, in gaming news, uh, anyone else see the Cyberpunk 2077 uh, gameplay that dropped? I was streaming when it was happening, and I was like, "Fuck, I chose the wrong time." It's uh, it's almost exactly what was at E3. I was so just going to ask you actually if it was the same thing that was shown at E3 because I was I was hoping that maybe it was a little bit more. Some people are complaining. They're saying, "Oh, it's not what I was expecting," or the game uh, what? sort of marketed itself slightly different in, in a they, different way. I'm like, think? I'm like, what did they think it would be? It's like, what have you seen of it to make you feel that way? I'm I'm sorry. At E3, we got a <laughs> yeah. splash screen. What what you didn't what did want you- a gorgeous cyberpunk world with incredible character creation that's okay for, that's fine <laughs> they looking yeah. for a football game i mean what were you expecting I showed the, you most, the most upset i saw people was that they were mad it wasn't third person but like ah uh, maybe that's maybe that's i think that's was. everyone i think that was mad just wanted witcher 4 <laughs> cyberpunk probably uh was it in the news recently maybe a couple weeks back that uh cd project red are now probably like the highest grossing game studio they like surpassed hey. some some sure. big names, and I mean I love CD Projekt Red. I think Jesse's with me on this at least. <laughs> he yeah. Likes oh, them they're like relatively. I'm friends with many of the people who work there. I'm I've been good friends with them for years since Witcher Two days when they were literally. I just want to point Couple out for the guys. record, they were like a hall mm-hmm. in a building, and there was nothing there. The GOG and CD Projekt Blue, which is like their translation service, is 
was huge. There was like a whole building devoted to them. And Red was like this little podunk nothing. It was a hallway. And I was just back there this year. And they now have all the buildings surrounding that original little hallway thing. And they have a studio that, that they oh, yeah. like took a farm and moved it into the studio to make it look like a witcher bar. Like it's crazy. They it's huge now. And it's incredible because of the success of one game, mm-hmm. one game they took their time with and like tried to make as good as they could. And they nailed it. Like that's, that's what the lesson for developers should be is like when you actually take your time to make a really good game, you will benefit from that in the end. So it's like taking the time with narratives. There's some, you know, articles that have been written where it's just like, oh, you know, uh, developers pour so much time, energy, and their own personal money into a project. You know, sometimes they get bogged down by narrative. But if you actually take the time, <laughs> I mean, CD Projekt Red probably is like the blueprint, I would think, for people wanting to be a successful development house in the future, I should hope, because they really did take their time with it. And they came away from the Game Awards with tons of awards. I, I loved every minute of the Game Awards where they got to co- go up and, and accept an award. I was just like, I'm so proud of you guys. So proud of you guys. <laughs> every uh, convention that we would go to, PAX, East, um, every single convention, subsequently from the initial convention when we first met them, which I can't remember how many years ago it's been, their booths would get bigger and they would bring more stuff, more swag. It was just, it was like growing up with them and I feel very proud of them. And so to see something like their 45 minutes of gameplay, which I really appreciate any developer putting out gameplay of something that's not yet released, regardless of the shape that it's in, obviously it can change. Um, But to put out something that that big at this point in the game, I just, I have nothing but admiration for CD Projekt Red. So I just wanted to kind of, yeah, (laughs) spiel a little bit for them because I just, I feel like we've grown with them. It's incredible because I feel like it wasn't that long ago that they were like, hey, so yeah, we're making cyberpunk, but don't expect any information anytime soon. Like, we're going to make sure that, you know, we're doing it right and we're going to take our time and, you know, you might not hear anything about it for a while, like potentially years. And then they were like, oh, but by the way, here's 45 minutes of beautiful gameplay. (laughs) Right? (laughs) But that's that's their, like, that's their thing. I remember... Fuck. Three years before Witcher 3 came out, being at E3 and seeing a 45-minute Witcher 3 presentation, I was like, this game is ready. Where the fuck's this game? And they're like, it's not even close to being ready. I was like, that was you doing? better than anything I've seen at E3 the entire time. And they're like, yeah, yeah no, we're not even done yet. I'm like, okay. High standard, All right. man. And it always pays off. <laughs> So yeah. it's crazy. But I'm glad now the world gets to see what I was talking about when I came on this podcast and explained to everyone that this is the first time the boob to screen the nip to screen ratio has been so high. That is the lower <laughs> third of that screen is all nip for a good five minutes. And it is like there was a lot of nip just now. Time. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of nip in there. I was like, you know what? <laughs> about time we had the balls to do that. Thank you, CDP. About time we had the nips to do that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> nips. Yeah. For that. Grab yeah, her. No I'll provide cover. I was like, I was in that room and looking around and everyone was like, oh, are those nips? Are those nips? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, they are. <laughs> the first thing Jesse 
No, it's, it's like in the first five minutes of the demo. It was like you sat down and CDP was like, all right, let's get to the boobs. I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what I wanted. It's all right. I had to click out of there before Twitch like comes down on me. It's like, <sighs> oh, for the boobs. Oh, babes. Uh, it's it's, it it's was really like, Jesse's fault. As long as the boob isn't the center focus of the entire conversation, uh, it's fine. No, but, but it, it was lingering like, quite a bit in the gameplay. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, what? it's not at all a sexual thing. There's zero no, no. sexuality to I mean, it at all. You're in an ice bath for crying out loud. You're literally saving this woman who's like about to be cut up for parts. Like right. there's nothing sexual about it, but it's one of those things where it's just like, a it's really a, funny thing to acknowledge the yeah. fact that like gaming has never done that before. No right. one's ever been like, yeah, we're just going to have a naked body in a game and not make a big deal about it. Like that's a rarity in video gaming. And they they're like, like zoom in on it. Or I mean, how long is the, how long is it on there? I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I didn't see the trailer. I didn't so know. It, like, yeah. yeah. The opening uh, segment of the gameplay is like, you're going to go save this woman because you've been hired by whoever to, to get her out uh, from being cut up for like spare parts. Basically you find her in an ice bath and she's naked in the ice bath with like other naked people in this ice bath. And you like, jack into her and you pull her out of the bath and there's she's just naked in your arms as you walk her out and there's like a nip in the lower third of the screen the entire time it's <laughs> not sexual it's just like yeah a no. naked person in yeah. a first person view and then you get her outside and then the SWAT team slash uh paramedics show up and they're like get the fuck away and then they take her away and that that's it but it's just one of those things it's like all right, I've never seen that before in a video <laughs> game. The fact that CDP can consistently do that makes me so happy. I'm like, I've never, that is a thing I've never seen before, and that is exciting. I like that shit. Usually boobs are so controlled, or nudity in, in general is so controlled by, it's a cutscene. You know, it's, it's okay, yeah. we'll go to the strip club in GTA, but here you go, this is a cutscene, i.e. this is the amount of nudity you as a player are allowed to experience, and no more, no more. But I... CD Project Red, no fucks given. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> They're like, look, people are naked. People get naked sometimes. Like that's just life. Yeah. Like, especially for a Jack the Ripper woman. moment, like, you're in an ice bath. I mean, yeah. <sighs> All right, let's see. Where are we? What else? What else? Yeah, I didn't really have much else for news this week. I just kind of wanted to. Go over what was going on with uh, CD Projekt Red releasing that because I thought that was a lot of. Winter really blew up, man. Everyone, everyone I follow, were, were just talking about Cyberpunk. Yeah. yeah. They're just raving about it. Literally the whole day. <laughs> and <laughs> I, that's I, okay. I I've got no problems with that. Um, so, that being said, I guess let's go ahead and go to break. Uh, we'll have a. A clip from uh, Squarespace. It is a previous ad, but we're going to run it anyway. This episode is sponsored by Squarespace. Head on by over. By Squarespace, you say? I, I know. Oh. You wore the shirt. It's okay. It's like, I'll trade you. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the Squarespace shirt. One is for also one. Very I, soft. I wear it all the time. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, head on over to squarespace.com slash co-optional. Get 10% off of your first order. They do domains, hosting, email campaigns now as well. Um, so yeah, we'll be back after the break and we'll talk about some games. Stick Yay. around. Yay. 
Today's episode of the Co-Optional Podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether it's a domain, website, or store, make your next move with Squarespace. Now, Sam's birthday is coming up, and I want to make a site that just constantly rotates embarrassing pictures of him from the last 30 years of his life. Fortunately, doing a good goof is a snap with Squarespace. Just plug your images into one of their many award-winning templates, and you've got a beautiful website that's ready for that huge projector you ordered. You know, for movies. Definitely not for horrifying your husband. And should something go wrong on the big day, they've got fantastic customer service right there, ready to help. Start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter offer code COOPTIONAL to get 10% off your first prank. I mean, purchase. Squarespace, make it. Really welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast, where we Hello. frequently like to interrupt everybody from their <sighs> break. Jesse sent us something really, really I weird. have questions about this. <laughs> this something that he sent us. So, uh, I can't uh, stop watching it. Set this up for us, uh, Jesse Cox. <laughs> yeah, how do I set this up? So basically, uh, the other day I was on Twitter and someone retweeted this video with the comment, am I having a stroke? And uh, I watched it. <laughs> I, I watched this video and I was like, what the hell is this video? So um, basically... The way YouTube algorithms work for people who are curious is if you associate your video with other things, you're more likely to have that video be on a list of things that will autoplay, right? And so what ends up happening is, you know, those videos that are like Spider-Man and Frozen have a baby or those, uh, that kind of shit. Well, the same company that makes those makes these animated videos now. uh, And so these animated videos are insane, weird videos that are like, did you eat ice cream? No, Papa. Right? Okay. I'm, very, very, they're I'm very, gonna... very weird. And they autoplay for babies, right? So like when parents sit their kids down in front of a, a screen to watch YouTube videos, it will just autoplay. And you can't, un- like a baby's not going to click it off because it's garbage. So, so what ends up happening is, <laughs> Poor babies. Videos, <laughs> videos like this, the one that I linked these guys, has 200, 300 million views. And it literally is a guy asking a refrigerator for water. He's like, refrigerator, refrigerator, do you have water? And he's like, no, papa. It's like, why is the refrigerator talking? What is going on? The mom is like, refrigerator. It's crazy. And it's like the craziest things I've ever seen. Every, every single verse has like, Telling lies, and then like yes. the person's lying. So yes, every time there's they're lying. Every, every time. Um, there's another video that I just was watching. I was talking right before we came back. I was talking to Victor about is it's a live action version of this, except it's a little boy. <laughs> oh, no. It's not the refrigerator one. There's like many of these videos, and one of them's a little boy, and so it's a dad and a little boy doing a live action version. And at the end of it, they literally are like, "What's the moral of that?" And I literally was just like, "I don't know." <laughs> I don't know what the moral is. What Tell was me. the moral of that? I would love Turns to. Turns out the moral is the the whole song. I guess is it's one of those things where it's uh, the whole idea of like, are you eating candy? And he's like, no, Papa. He's like, telling lies. The whole idea is that it's supposed to be about this little boy who keeps sneaking food at night, and the dad's like, I know you're lying, and the boy's like, no, see, uh, I'm not lying. And uh, at the end, he gets a, a stomachache, and the moral is supposed to be like don't eat a bunch and lie to your parents question mark i don't know i don't know what is i don't know why one's a refrigerator it doesn't make any sense i just it's so arrows are what weird me out i've seen multiple like (laughs) arrows point to things in this video yeah i don't hear the song too 
I don't know how they keep ice cream in the refrigerator part of the refrigerator from melting. What's crazy to me is that all of the hand movements and everything going on with the hands oh, looks yeah, like using a, using a Wii remote to control it. Yeah. <laughs> it's Connect, blowing my mind. It. Yeah. This yeah. is uh, this is what this it, this these videos get more views than anything else on the internet. These are the number one. <laughs> I'm not even joking. No, this these like, are bigger bigger like, than like music videos from super famous celebrities. A million and thirty-two thousand views on this, and I, I just want to go back to it for a second because um, her little stamping has has it makes movements too. It's like every action that they do, not just hands, but even the feet. Like she stomps with her feet, and like a cloud pops up. I just what the fuck? This is the stuff that nightmares are made from. I'm I'm convinced. I, I when Jesse first showed linked it, I was like I was expecting there to be like a. A twist or something like you know. Or... Twist. It's literally just designed for babies, and it is gibberish. Like it's not Man. meant to make sense. It's just meant to like keep kids' attention, Nightmare and people. that's it. Which is why when you go watch those videos, that's like Spider Man and Frozen have a baby. It's nonsense, but it's meant to keep the attention of people that love nonsense. Babies. That's literally it. Babies. It, yeah, it's that crazy. Is... Yeah. So... so tell us about that, Dodger. That I played true? a game. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say, so games. Tell us about the game that you were playing. Uh, Jenna, you said that you tried out Death's Gambit, right? I did. I really liked it. Um, I I felt like, well, one, it's it's gorgeous. I feel like it's prettier than Salt and Sanctuary. Kind of plays a little bit, kind of like it. I don't know. It's it's definitely more two D Souls ish than we could say like Dead Souls oh was. Oh my it's god. Totally not. It it is so so many similarities yes. to dark souls but yeah. <laughs> um the the controls feel kind of clunky to me did yeah. you feel that way yeah that's why i thought that salt and sanctuary did combat better it just yeah felt, it, felt it like feels it like i get hit at times when i think i'm not going to and yeah. it feels like um the amount of time and obviously you know playing games where you need to wind up into attacks or like be aware of how heavy your weapon is like right i i understand that sort of a thing right and yet this game still felt like the timing on attacks and stuff was just not it didn't feel right i didn't it's not feel organic. powerful it's... enough playing it if that makes sense no makes total sense like nobody yeah. wants to feel that defeated it's already hard but mm -hmm. to not have the motivation to continue that that's no yeah but it, but it wants to be dark souls it has to be <laughs> yeah and just for anybody who hasn't seen death's gambit in chat right now who's gonna be like Ugh, comparing a game to dark souls just because it's hard no no the ui <laughs> is dark souls you literally like you collect things from dead people that you then have to go to your save points in order to use and they're basically souls and you use them to level up and like it's it's 2D Dark Souls. <laughs> yes. No, I, I was just waiting for you to say it because otherwise I was going to say it. I just. <laughs> it, it, it looked is. interesting. I, the whole time I, I was playing, it. I was just like, what the fuck? This, there's so many it's, similarities. It's disappointing to hear the controls are bad. Or at least sluggish if you're. They're, they just don't feel quite right. And I don't know why. Hmm. It's not um, even like a delay or anything. They're just not good. Clunky? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't you know. You would think that a game that. that it's somewhat at least i mean it's similar in the sense that i guess they're just both 2d but i mean like 
that that type of combat can be done beautifully if you just look at Dead Cells. I mean, Dead, Dead Cells is some of the best combat I think I've ever played in any video game. And yeah, oh, it's, it's smooth, like, it's fluid, and it's Death's very Gamma satisfying. Really, yeah, yeah. I mean, Death's Gamma looked really cool, but I I haven't I didn't pick it up because I was sort of like I don't know if it's Coming from Dead Cells, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to have the same experience combat-wise. Yeah, I mean, Dead Cells definitely different will games. ruin you for this game. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's, that's basically all I wanted to hear. That's all I wanted to hear. Now, I've been yeah. playing a couple games that were sort of similar. I was playing some Salt and Sanctuary, and I just I went back to it because I'm like, you know, this kind of feels like Salt and Sanctuary, but prettier. I mean, the, you know, the backgrounds and everything in Death's Gambit are, are really pretty, and, you know, it's... I don't know. They it's, look it, gorgeous. Even the foreground a, yeah. like effects are cool. Yeah, it yeah. looks it's it's a good looking game. I wanted I wanted so many things from this game and I was pretty disappointed. <laughs> and it, I went back to Salt and Sanctuary just to just to go through the combat again because I don't like comparing I don't like uh distilling everything down to ah, it's just a two D Souls game. It yeah, doesn't right now. No one wants to distill in that fashion, but this like Brooke said, this <laughs> is two D Dark Souls. It is. Yeah, but and I, nice, if, nice if it felt better to play, that would have, I would have been sold on that, right? Like, I'm totally yeah. down to play a 2D yeah. Dark Souls game. Like, the characters are super cool. The look of it is super cool. Um, it just doesn't, it, there's just something about playing it that feels off. And that's, it's disappointing in that. If they, if, I was going to ask you guys, if they, if the developers, like, somehow improve the, the combat gameplay or whatever, would that, turn your opinion around like would you be playing it a lot more is it just the yeah it just the combat that's clunky that's that's holding you back for me i would i would spend more time with it if it felt better but i know that like i played an early build of this game years ago so they've been working on it for a really long time mm -hmm. and i don't know that i assume that after spending that long and now yeah. releasing it it's what they want it to be you know i don't think that they would change it was more of a rhetorical Combat. question than anything, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's just say that, you know, Brooke had everything going on in her favor when she tried this game out. <laughs> she had her new AC in. She was probably it's like... true. She was I was like, oh. fighting those bosses, and the AC right? was blasting. It was great. You guys said so your AC was out? Oh, we've never had AC in this house. This is we've just now had AC what? installed, and my God, it's life changing. <laughs> what planet are you guys from? That's in right. California, you usually don't need one. We have like, well, we what? I say we because I used to live there. Well, in in houses anyway, you'd have like um, swamp coolers. Basically, they don't quite work the same way as AC does. So, so um, the owners raised like all of their kids in this house, and they were like. We've never had to have AC because it's never ever gotten as hot as it has been the last few years. Global we warming, living. what? Global warming, <laughs> yeah. So they were like, it's never ever been this hot. We've never needed AC before. <laughs> so this is like new issue for this area. That would be life changing if you never, if the house just hadn't had AC at all, period. That's, oh my God. In, in Texas, that's like, that Actually. seems suicidal. I know, yeah. <laughs> My other friends that are from Texas were like, what the fuck? I would rather die than live in a house with no AC. <laughs> you, you would die if you don't have AC in this. I that's think a, that's a, 
thing, I think man. Texas is a little bit different, though, because it's humidity. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I just mean humidity. Like, if you're yeah. Houston or, or anywhere along that, that line, that band, forget about it. It's a swamp. Mm-hmm. No way. Houston, yeah. yeah, Houston humidity is, is paralleled by none, I don't think, except maybe parts of Florida. But yeah. yeah. Not, but not every part of Texas is humid, though. No, no, but no, no. Houston's a freaking, it's, you walk outside, man, it's just, and what, what's crazy about that, though, is that, like, whenever I go out to LA, or I go to Vegas, or anything like that, it makes me appreciate how much the humidity actually protects your skin, because it can, like, it dries out so quickly out there, out west, it's like, I, I kind of, I, in a weird way, I kind of miss it whenever i'm whenever i'm there especially in vegas where my skin gets super dry not me my my, i have oily skin so when i go to vegas my skin gets super clear and i look amazing (laughs) for like however long i'm there and then i come home and within two days it's like back to cluster city i'm just like why (laughs) um jesse you are playing something pretty interesting for fan friday max gentleman sexy business yeah, uh, it's a game that's on Kickstarter right now. Uh, they already they like destroyed their goal. Uh, the basic premise is it is a dating sim mixed with a tycoon game. So you are a like turn of the century, turn of last century uh, businessman or woman who is uh, trying to like essentially create a monopoly, but also find love. And so uh, all the characters are very like cliched versions of different things, and. Um, you not only create your character, but you also create the uh, your opponent, like who who the villain of your story is going to be. And so for me, um, the devs actually created a Jesse and put it in game, so that was great. And then I created my villain to be Dodger, and so Dodger, yeah, it, it was great. Uh, uh, except I forgot to give you a skin color, so when you appeared on the screen, you literally were like a pure prime evil. You were like. <laughs> Like red eyes. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, so that happened. Um, But yeah, the demo literally is just getting to know the characters and getting to play around with the character creation. And uh, you went on like a speed dating thing. And I ended up, I found a redhead right out the gate and was like immediately in love and <laughs> somehow ended up with the woman who was just like i'm dirty and want to bang and i was like i don't know how i got here <laughs> i got here so yeah that's i forsook i, for, I forsake love in order to get with like the sexy like mysterious woman so that was story that classic yeah well, but it was it was super fun, and then at the very very end, uh, Dodger appeared and challenged me to a duel for the love of the woman that I was trying to get with, and so we had a dance off. <laughs> we were allowed to we were allowed to choose how you want to duel. It could be like guns or swords or dancing, and I chose dance, and we had a dance off. Is it is it just like fully visual novel? Uh, the demo is literally just like a twenty minute like this is kind of what it's gonna look like thing. The game is a tycoon like. Like oh. like, a, like a tycoon game mixed with a visual novel. So it's the idea that you are trying okay. to build up an empire while dating characters. And like, I are think this is like all of, I'm sorry. <laughs> are you a gigolo? Is that your business? No, 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 no. Game? The business is like, I'm trying to, you're like trying to run a business, but at the same time, like, oh, uh, this woman, her father owns railroads. Like, good. I definitely should get with her. Right. Like that kind of thing. Cause you're trying to make money at the same time. So you're not like a pimp. Right, you're not like trying to like get with 
like pimp these people out. They're like people you're trying to date while you're trying to run a business. No, a j- right? That's the right <laughs> word, right? Like a gigolo, somebody who sleeps with a bunch of people to make money. Like that could be your business is what I'm saying. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's, that's what's going to happen, but okay. uh, I'm fine. I mean, if that's what it does become, great. I love the art style. I love. I loved how they 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 made you in the game. Yeah. I was just like, that is an awesome, awesome version of Jesse for the yeah. for the game. But these guys also made um, Oregon Trail, uh, the director's cut. Um, the men who wear hats, I think, wear mini hats. An, an, an original Max Gentleman, which was the game before this. Yeah, which is, which is not sexy time. <laughs> yeah, which is not sexy time. Sexy time is the name of this one. Yeah, sexy but, business. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, if you're really interested uh, in the Kickstarter, it's still on. And the thing that I think really the reason why you should support it is because they have a goal that's like make a make a not safe for work version, which get them there, people make it happen. Let's let's see some some 19th century ding dong is what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Some 19th century ding dong. 19th century ding dong. When make I have a butler. <laughs> Yo, Sorry. Battle Butler is yeah. Battle Butler is your the guy who comes and like supports you on and your on your business maid too. Your true love, the sexy maid. Yeah, but she's like the smart one. Right. Uh, Battle Butler's an idiot, but he's a lovable <laughs> idiot. Why is Jesse's character chewing on the the rims of his of, of his glasses? Because because he's holding because the he's like sexy, like he's a sexy dude, and he's like <laughs> he's talking, talking to his butler. Yeah, but he's always like he's always talking to his butler like that. I talk to everyone like that. Right, Sinvicta? Uh, that, that is actually true. It <laughs> right, was disturbing. Yeah, it was disturbing when you were doing it in the maid costume. Yeah. I yeah. Um, yeah. That's, I never don't talk that way. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Her name was Fanny Shufflebottom. Fanny and I did not get along. <laughs> she was too much work. She was too much work for me. She I was, was like, like at Elsa. the end, they're like, how did you feel about her? I was like, pass, hard pass. <laughs> damn 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 yeah but then the next person i date i went on a date with santa claus i mean that, that happened santa claus. <laughs> oh my goodness yeah i went on a date with santa claus and i related to santa claus until he got very depressing he started talking about his wife and i was like santa i can't what i don't know i can't replace your wife i'm jesse <laughs> i'm jesse not your wife and he's like you could be my wife though and i'm like no santa no <laughs> i'm a free no. spirit yeah it was it beautiful. Like this game was made for you. For mm. me, yeah. No, it's definitely in the long lines of games that I'm like, yeah, this is <laughs> this is made for me. Made for yep. him to stream, I, I would think. I mean, that especially with him being in it. It doesn't ex- like it wasn't in this demo. This was okay. literally just a here is what we have <laughs> to show you, like the characters, and basically you go on a speed date. And you get to meet four characters, and then you can play it again and choose different characters, and like just to meet all the different characters that are going to be in the game. That's literally it. And then the they have the completed version of the character creation, so you can make a character and like dick around. And the character creation is crazy. There's a ton of stuff you can do with it. So you know you can make whoever you want to be. And I made me and Dodger, and then Dodger came back. No you did have no. When you finally showed up at the end, you were a demon. You appeared as a demon. (laughs) As as this like soulless beast, and I was like, oh my god! Does and then that mean you're creating yourself? You can decide that you also have no skin, and then just play as a skinless demon. I'm sure that will be patched out of the real game because 
you had like the default skin tone and I forgot to change it to like real skin. So you were pale, like super pale. And when the game started, you were just like, you had this like devil skin. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. That's pretty it metal. Terrifying. Terrifying. Love it. Um, metal as hell. Yeah. So I've been playing Little Dragons Cafe since it came out. I'm sorry, pardon? Uh, Little yes. Dragons Cafe. Uh, I have, great. Go I on. have been playing this uh, from the creators of Harvest Moon. Oh my and god, why is this so, what? Cute? It's so cute? It is what? very cute, but it's also kind of a piece of crap. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Okay, go on. All right, so, so, so the shit. premise of this is um, you, you wake up in a cafe, you're, you find out that your mom won't wake up. Like she so, shows signs like she's coughing or she feels faint or whatever the first day that you're there. And you're a kid, you're, you're one of the children. You can choose to be the little red-haired boy or the little red-haired girl because it's Jesse Cox ru ruins video games now. I mean, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so she, the next morning she doesn't wake up. She's like in a coma or whatever. She, she looks dead, but she's not clearly breathing. Okay. And so you're trying to figure out what's wrong with her. All of a sudden, this wizard guy pops up out of nowhere. It looks like Gandalf for all intents and purposes, except without the pointy hat, just kind of a hood. And he says that your mom is part dragon. Okay. And, and the reason that she won't wake up is because her body can't process the dragon half of her blood. She was born half dragon, half human, but all of a sudden, for some reason now, at this point in time, her body can't cope. Dragon has become too powerful for her frail human body. Right. Can we talk about, can right, we talk right. about this screenshot right here? I just put it in chat, but I'll put it in here too. This is Elton John Orc. I want, I need <laughs> to hear his voice. Oh, oh yeah, my God. This is my favorite character in a video game ever. Yeah, he, wow. he, he's in here. He's in here. Uh, Look at this on. dude. I love him. <laughs> Let me let me find if I can see if he is in here. At oh, point. I love this guy. Look at him. Do, do, do. I'm looking to see if that's the character you voice, Jesse. Oh, yeah, my God. Right. No, Elton John needs to voice that character. I would if I was involved in developing this game, though. I'd spend unlimited sums to make that happen. Yeah, he doesn't have a voice as far as I remember. Oh, um, he's perfect. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, this one girl is basically Shantae. I get I get her in here. It looks oh it looks like a like a children's like like picture book. Yeah, I mean the art style. style is really cute. Um, yeah, so this, the shading is really is really impressive. Yeah, I I I love the the aesthetic look of it. Mm -hmm. um, the problem I have though is you know obviously the premise of the plot is kind of weak. So your mom won't wake up. The wizard explains you know she's got issues with her blood, and the only way for her to wake up is for you and your brother to run the cafe in her absence because. Why not? And uh, they give you a dragon as a baby or uh, an egg. And so you take care of the dragon. You feed the dragon. Sometimes the dragon goes and hunts for things for you while you're out running the cafe. So you have workers. They come in, travelers. There's a little cute boy with a spoon, giant spoon on his back. And, and he's just cute and adorable. I posted that on my Twitter. A I mean, this looks this looks super cute, but can it I does. ask what the gameplay loop is? Because I imagine it's and like, that's... go harvest vegetables yeah. and go cook. I imagine I'd be bored terribly of this game, but mm -hmm. it looks very cute. Yeah, and, that, and that's kind of it. it. One, it has performance issues. Every time you leave the house, 
you go to a loading screen because you're changing your clothes from your cafe worker clothes to your adventure clothes. Okay. I.e. we're loading the world, but the game will hang. Um, So there are moments, and I'm playing this on my Switch, where I've got like 20 to 25 seconds of loading screen. Dumb. And again, that happens every time you go in or out of the cafe. The objective, obviously, is to go outside and gather ingredients to use in the cafe, and you you can also cook. So you make recipes, discover new recipes, collect recipe fragments. So there are things to do, but the the gameplay loop, like Jesse was asking for, is you go outside, you collect things. You're basically a gardener. You fish, you gather. You can't even really (laughs) combat. You you gain meat by jumping on top of a monster. That's Mm. about as as combat as you get if if a... the something Mario attacks. version, yeah. of course, the it's Mario a, technique. If something attacks you, you lose a food item that you were carrying, and that's kind of it. You have no way to to get back at them. <laughs> okay. So that part of it is pretty dumb. It is cute. I would say definitely for kids, but I I was expecting a bit more. I don't what? know. If the load times weren't as ridiculous, I probably would play more of it, but mm. it's it is super cute. I love the art style. But the hanging and even the controls feel a bit meh eventually. There are areas where you can spin the camera around. There are certain areas like inside the house where you can't spin the camera around. So going from that, hey, it's a 3D world to, hey, we are just, eh, that's kind of weird. There's really no incentive to stay and help out at the cafe. You get notifications like, hey, the cafe is busy. Or, hey, your workers are slacking. So you need to teleport back to the cafe to whip them into shape. Your workers are slacking. Oh, but why? But it's like you're a corner dragon, be a dragon. Well, <laughs> so far, the coolest thing has been if you create a food item that has a certain color, you can feed it to your dragon, your dragon changes colors slightly, so he'll get more purple oh, or more cute. blue. Or, but it's all resting on this weak plot of my mom won't wake up because so I guess she's I'll half dragon, cafe. so I'll run the cafe and invite all of these strangers. Yeah, and- these kids are running a business, it's yeah. Kind of like- that's the, a, I mean, that's a sad state of affairs right there. The green that's, dude that you were looking at is, um, he very much is like Elton John, but he eventually becomes the chef. He will he will cook recipes for hell you. Hell yeah, he does. Because those kids and, need help. Yeah. yeah. So I would say probably don't be getting this game unless they do some sort of crazy updates to it. Um, I know it's still having <clears throat> performance issues on PS4 as well, so... It's it sucks because I love the art style, yeah. but weak plot, gameplay issues, performance issues, those loading times. Like I just I thought we were beyond that. <laughs> Clearly yeah, not. Art style is really neat. Yeah. What have you been playing, Sin? Uh, I've been playing uh, the usual uh, run of affairs as far as Isaac. Finding of Isaac. <laughs> yeah, lots of Isaac. Uh, I've actually been playing another game that's done pretty well on my YouTube channel called Lobotomy Corporation, ah. uh, which is a very, very fun game. Uh, it's sort of one that I didn't even know about, but Mathis uh, turned me on to it. And it is essentially the premise of the game is that at the at the face value <clears throat> is that uh, the world is run out of energy. Scientists have somehow figured out a way to harness energy from these beings, these SCP-like monsters or creatures or whatever. Oh my and, God! It's an SCP management system game. Yeah, but and there and there's an underlying story that that eventually comes out where it's not just everything at face value. But the the loop is that you get 
you get the, what they're called. They're not called SCPs. They're called abnormalities in that game. And your job is to figure out how to safely have your employees interact with these without dying. Um, and since you don't know anything about it at the very start, like you, you just you, you get a you get a selection of three to choose from, and you don't know what you're picking unless you've seen them before. And so it's up to you to try to keep everyone alive without, while also trying to meet like your energy quota. And the uh, there's like there there there's there is combat. Um, there there you can get you can craft weapons if you get if you're more familiar with an abnormality. Um, that will that will sometimes gift you stuff. I mean, there there's there's a very deep amount of gameplay into it. But for me, the the management aspect and just trying to keep everyone alive and from not going insane um, is it, that that's the fun part fun part for me. And it's it's a lot of fun. It's I, I never would have seen this game had it not been for Mathis. Um, it's a Korean based game, and the translations are definitely really rough. Mm. Uh, they had a similar issue to what what Path of Exile or uh, not Path of Exile, um, uh, Darkest Dungeon went through, where they had a they had sort of like a a really badly translated job. They they apparently they commissioned a company to do the translation to English, and it was terrible. And so now they only have supposedly only one person doing the English uh, for Korean to English translation. But it's it's not in early access anymore though. So, but it's a fantastic game. Um, and uh, it's it's just a lot of fun. I never thought that I would have I would have liked something like that. But I'm a big sucker for tycoon games, and right, yeah. I'm, I don't really care too much about the SCP stuff because like, I've just never played those games. But the way that it works in Lobotomy Corporation is you feel very connected with the characters because you can customize them. So I've I've made all of you. Don't worry, you're all in there. You're all in the oh, thank God. still. Did I make it? Uh no you you died very early on Jenna is still there Jenna's Jenna's one of my strongest characters uh Dodger died I think Dodger died because it was either Jesse went insane or Sam went insane it, it was it was something that, out. That, sounds, that sounds like a way you would die it checks out but what's nice <laughs> about it, there's there's a there's a trial and error um there there's a trial and error system though because it's it's like if you do the wrong the wrong type of work on a certain abnormality, you will instantly die. And there's no way, unless if you looked at the uh, at a guide or you were spoiled previously, there is absolutely no way that you would ever know that. So the game is very forgiving in in sense that you can just retry. You can just you're sure. supposed to trip, you know, retry. But the way that I am, I'm I'm sort of like, well, I'm just going to learn and just go Iron Man because it's just more fun that way. But later on in the game, uh, you you come across the there there's there's artificial limits in the game that say once you get once you've done a certain amount of work orders totally across the entire facility you're going to be challenged uh and these come in the form of either meltdowns which means that you have 60 seconds real time to fix the problem of the of this specific abnormality that you're supposed to remember what you're supposed to do or there's another there's another phase called ordeals which is a facility-wide event and they ramp up the further you go inside of a day so you can you can get your you can meet your energy quota within within you know maybe a couple a couple of phases, but you're expected to keep going as far as you can because you want to you want to try to unlock more gear for your characters. You want to try to to get more familiar with abnormalities. But the problem is that the further you go, you get you start to run into the really tough ordeals. Some have like any anything could be from like a like a machine overthrow, like robots come out of the on the ground and you've got to you've got to beat them all back and save everyone to what are what I've run into so far, which has been the final 
ordeal called Midnight, and it's literally there is a god that descends upon your facility, and you have to deal with it. It's a literal god. So it gets really hardcore, but the gameplay the gameplay loops a lot of fun. If you can get past the translation, I don't. I never care about stories. So, but I've been. I've just sort of been entertaining the the audience because they want to. A lot of people do care about the story, um, but it's it's a phenomenal game. It's it's really really good. Um, and I I highly recommend it. It's, they've got different classifications that show like the like it's sort of like a Ghostbusters esque type class of you know how strong an abnormality possibly could be. Abnormalities play tricks on you. Sometimes one of them uh, will swap their swap positions every time you load the game. So. Mm. So sometimes, sometimes like the facility won't be the same that you remembered, and you have to rearrange teams and stuff and that sort of thing. Um, they'll they'll play visual tricks on you. Uh, it's it's a little bit Eternal Darkness like. I mean, it's 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 got everything. If you like those sort of games, and you're a, a sucker for management tycoons like I am, and and you you happen to have you like custer, uh, character customization. Cool. This looks cool. It's yeah. great. Yeah, you would love it, Jesse. I know you would. Dodger probably. I love SCP stuff. That shit. I spend way too much time looking through the SCP website. I'm just like, right. Oh, this, this would be right up your alley. Then you yeah. you would love that, Dodger. I think you might actually really like it too. Um, I think I I typically love these games until they get too complex and then everybody dies. <laughs> yeah, 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 and the, this game won't hold your hand either. There's the the new player, the new player experience is non-existent in this game. I've learned everything right. from from people giving me non-spoilerish tips and it's, but I mean, the general premise is not as complicated as, as it may seem. You start off with just one abnormality. You start, you know, you learn what, what kind of work orders are and you learn that, Oh, Hey, this thing can give me gear. And then uh, every time you discover, uh, every time you can pass a certain, um, a certain wall with this, with a particular abnormality, you learn more about its backstory. You learn more about its powers and say, Oh, I can actually, Okay, so if I send someone who's really good at doing insight work on this one, it will actually give everyone a facility-wide restoration insanity, for example. So you can use that to your advantage. There's there's tools that you can use to say, hey, if I have if I have Dodger's character in here, as long as she is sitting there channeling this particular tool, everyone facility-wide gets healed. As long as she's in there, but if she stays in there past thirty seconds of real time, she will die. Sort of thing. So there's a there's right. a lot of stuff you got to really remember. It's a really cerebral game. It's a really neat experience. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I'm doing a series on it on my YouTube channel. I've also been playing lots of Dungeon Hunter Champions. Still loving that game. Summoner's War. Um, there's actually a new game that just released as well that I think that a lot of people may have not heard of before. It's called Airship: Conquer the Skies, and that is like a steampunkish type game where you are you're, there, there's many different ways to play, but the basic premise is that you build these giant airships or ground ships or tanks or you know whatever you want to call it. I think they're called land ships, and uh, you can play it like Civ style, where you you have your very own character. I mean, the char- the customization of the vehicles is insane, like ridiculously insane. You can make whatever kind of fantastical steampunk airship that you've ever wanted to make in that game. And had, there's there's a ton of different type of weapons. There's a real physics engine, so like you have to understand about like lift and and velocity and weight and all that stuff. I was making for my land ship. I unlocked the technology that lets you have giant mechanical spider legs. So I was making like a spider leg walking tank that ha- that also like had like a giant imperial cannon on the top of it and like a big old like 
Buzzsaw. It's a really, really neat game. Amazing. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's one of those type of games that you get the more time you put into it, the more you get out of it as far as customization goes. But there is also pre-built vehicles that you can get into, and uh, and that you can you, you can sort of like say, okay, well, I want the basic. I I don't feel like messing with the basic systems like fuel, um, a med bay repair. I just I just want to build stuff. You can take one of the pre-built ones, and then you can add on to it. And there's limiters that says, hey, this is too heavy, or you don't have enough lift. Um, it's a it's a really it's a really neat game made by a single developer, um, and it's it's an, it's impressive. There's a the amount of customization in the game just boggles my mind. Um, but it's 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 simple enough to where if you if you just wanted to look at it or just check it out, it, it's you're able just to pick it up and play. Uh, but it's complex enough for any of you crazies out there that actually do go all hardcore with like putting like the vents and like particular pipes in a certain area to make it look awesome. Like mm. you'll be, you'll be rewarded in spades in that game. So, but yeah, that's the, that's basically what I've been playing lately. Can I tell you guys the coolest crazy thing I did the other night? Yes. First off, I'm simply going to say it's Warcraft related. So okay. already it's tinged with, with that, but for years, the WoW devs have put, like, you know, secret shit in their games. Like, hidden things in their games uh, that they let players discover. So the other night, I went on an adventure that's essentially... It was basically like National Treasure. It was great. So, in this current expansion, after you get to the top of this pyramid area to do this whole cutscene thing, on the side of this pyramid is a scroll. And when you read that scroll, the scroll gives you like an anagram riddle. And that riddle sends you on literally a quest to click pebbles, 12 to 13 pebbles around the world. And these pebbles are things that are like hidden under a, a, like a pillar or under a flower or one of the rooms. There were 50 pebbles. You had to find the right pebble to click on. Just like crazy shit. And then when you get done with all that, you end up going to the, a volcano. And in the middle of that volcano is a like demonic goat. And you have to pet battle this demonic goat. And when you beat the demonic goat, you get the demonic goat as a pet. And then it gives you like, it like will talk to you. And it gives you a, a like sentence that's really bizarre and weird. But there are capital letters in that sentence. That sends you on another quest that leads you to get an item called Waste of Time. It's a belt. It's called Waste of Time. And it literally is just, you go down this path of, you're going you're going around the world, investigating weird shit, you're finding things, and I swear to God, I don't know how people figure this shit out, but the last part of what I did is you go out to a farm, and you have to, there's a bunch of vegetables, but you have to find a potato and click it 144 times. <laughs> you click that potato 144 times, you go back to this guy, and he gives you the belt. And that's, that's as far as I am in it, but there's more that people are discovering. And it's this weird-ass, like, adventure in the game that, that people are just, like, digging through and searching for. And it's insane. And I love the fact that this exists. And I'm, I, I, I dig this shit, where it's like, yes, no, this is a riddle, and you have to do this and this and figure this out. Thank God someone had already done it. I just, like, followed along the guide and everything. But it was... It was the craziest damn thing I've ever done. I loved it. It was so good. It was this long ass uh, event that gets you a belt that has a clock on it called Waste of Time. Um, 
So it's yeah, like an art. It's like an ARG in WoW. Yes. Yes. It has nothing to do with the game. It literally exists just for players to work together to solve. And yeah, it definitely involves data mining because that's how people found the pebbles, right? right? But when it comes to things like what do you click? Like the field has a bunch of vegetables. I was talking with the guys who were doing it and they were like, we spent hours going through combinations and trying to figure it was literally because the guy's talking about making his favorite food and you just have to click a potato 144 times. Like what, how would you fucking, there's a lot of things where I don't know how you would get to the next thing, but it is, it is such a good, it was such a good adventure. It was crazy uh, because you had to go all over the world. You had to go into, for example, as a horde character, you had to go into uh, Borlis. So you had to go to like into all the Alliance areas. And like, there's one part where you find a pebble that's in a room with soldiers playing D and D. Uh, and so we had to kill them and I was like die nerds and then I took the pebble it was great it, it's like such a a crazy effing thing that they put in this game but they've done that for years and for years they add little adventures that you can play that have nothing to do with anything they don't matter to the grand scheme of the game they just exist for people in the community to work together and like really have fun with so that was really fun that was it was four hours of my life it definitely was a waste of time but it was fun it was really fun lived up to the name then yeah, yeah. The, I it, I will say it took me longer than it should have to realize the hilarious pun behind the name of the belt. I'll I'll be real with you. I, uh, I was like, yeah, we're gonna hunt down this waste of time belt, and I was like, ah. Oh, Jesse. It's yeah. literally like they put that in there just for data miners. It's like here you guys go. Yeah, that's this what is it sounds this like. is your quest. Apparently, the transmog really cool though, so it's actually worth doing. Yeah, it used to have a pendulum that swung, but people said it looked like a swinging dick, so they removed that part of <laughs> the game. Not even joking. I was so mad. I was like, I would love to have a pendulum on my like wiener. Who doesn't um, want that in their transmog like, wardrobe? Yeah. yeah, I want it to be a, like a big like wrestling belt size clock, just right there on the belt buckle. There's, but there's like a ton of like last expansion. They had a thing that at the end you got a mount for doing it. There was a, but it, it, like the, a, a great example is so the one of the one of the areas with the pebble is it, there was it was at the back of a cave. Right, just like an empty cave, and it was at the back. And inside were four invisible mobs that one shot you. And so, like, unless you knew whoever the first person was, I can only imagine that being hilarious to watch. So when we were in there, we were like, "Oh my god, we have to like, we were throwing down invisibility pots and like just sacrificing ourselves to get people through because they pop up out of the ground and they just kill you instantly, and that that's it. And that shit, there's tons of that. It's so good. It, it, I love stuff like that in video that's games. Awesome. Thing that they can add that's just like a weird little thing that exists but doesn't make any sense and it's fun for players to play. Video games need to do that. Do more of that. I love that kind of stuff. That cryptic ARG-like type stuff is neat. Yep. So it spawns the uh, cult classics in these uh, in uh, in older games too. Yeah, that's why. Uh, oh God, what the what the hell was the name of that game? That literally, that's what it was. The MMORPG that was, uh, there was like, you played as the dragons and the Illuminati or whatever. And it was almost all ARG stuff. Like there was, what? you had to go look up research that. real world things. Oh, I don't Secret know. World? I, don't, I was going to say Second Life or something like that. But. No, what is the name? Chat will know. The Chat Secret will remember world, that. wasn't it? Where's like Sorry? Templars, uh, the Secret the World? Secret World, the yeah. Secret, Secret World. World. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, mm. that's the one I was. Thinking. That one was that had a lot of that in it. The, the the game was like not great, but the ARG stuff in it was super cool. Yeah, 
Yeah, that was the one I was thinking of. Yeah, the gameplay had like some problems, but the actual stuff that was in the game was awesome. Yeah. Then playing a lot of the Hunt Showdown game too. Going to bring that up. Uh, yeah. you, you're playing that with Mathis, right? Yeah, yeah. I apologize for forgetting that one. Uh, it's a no. game that's so hinky. Also, like, no thanks. I I, I was reminded. Uh, so Hinky was like a super is still a super big fan of that game, and it's a it's it's an interesting premise take on the battle royale genre, but it's like it's much more scaled down. There's a lot more PVE in this game. Uh, Mathis Mathis calls it like it's a mix between Monster Hunter and like and the culling and stuff, which I don't. I, I I'm a huge Monster Hunter player, so and I'm totally gonna be playing Generations Ultimate as soon as we're done streaming, but. Uh, <laughs> It's not Monster Hunter. It's it's Monster Hunter in the sense that you go kill a monster. Like there's no there there are special abilities, but it's nothing like Monster Hunter. Anyway, uh, so the, pre- the overall premise is that you are you are a a recruit uh, and you're on a duos team with somebody. There's no solo play that I know of yet, uh, and the object is to either be the last team last team standing, or you can go out, you can hunt, you can hunt what's called a bounty on a uh, on a like a monster there's only two in the game that i know of right now it's this it's a giant spider and it's another dude called the butcher and you can either be the team that takes them down takes the bounty and escapes them out or you can be the team that sort of like lies in the cut and, and tries to ambush the team that's trying to do that you the overall idea is that you 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 and your partner go around the map you get these clues that are that you can see with this what's called dark sight and there's this, there's these little sparkles that light up. You walk there, you get a clue. It starts narrowing down the map to say, okay. And after the third clue, it's like there's a there's a big red circle that appears. It says this is where the monster is. So you can sort of formulate a really neat strategy to be like, you know, are should are are we going to go take down the monster? Are we going to be the ones that we're going to take the bounty? Should we lie on the cut and just wait for people to run by because because everyone's trying to do the same thing, um, or at least so you think anyway. The twist is though the PVE part is that there are many different sound traps and audio traps in the game that can easily either give away your location or just flat out kill you. There's these zombie-like Zeds, whatever they're called. Uh, they, they can easily kill you. You can dispatch them however you want, melee or ranged. Obviously, if you fire a ranged, uh, ranged weapon that isn't a crossbow, it's going to make a lot of noise. There's dogs. There's these giant like bee ladies that have like wasps just spawning out of them and they poison you. There's, zo- <laughs> there's zombie horses. Uh, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of horror grotesque stuff that happens in the game. Uh, but, but overall, but if you, it, it's a neat blend between, between a battle Royale and sort of like a survival horror, because like you, you are worried about making too much noise. If you, if you step on the wrong twig, it's going to give an audio alert. There's all, all these freaking crow. Don't even get me started about the crows in the game. There's like a there's like a murder of crows, crows every other corner, and the problem with the crows is that they do a they do an area wide alert for people, so you really gotta get stay away from there. There's like there's corrupted chicken coops. I mean it's it's this madness. Sounds exhausting. <laughs> sounds it's, like there's so many things you have to be aware of. Paranoia, the game. Yeah, yeah. As as someone who's only played four matches total, uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It's definitely like chaotic i mean i'm glad that at least mathis is there to tell me what to do uh but it's a it's a really neat game um it's in early access it could definitely use a lot more players uh the studio behind it is i think they're using the cry the crytech engine so it's beautiful it's it's ugly but it's ugly in like a muddy sense but it's beautiful to look at considering it's like set in a louisiana swamp it sort of fits in a way yeah (laughs) Yeah. i always tell mathis 
I make the I make the quip that I always feel like I need a shower as soon as I'm done playing the game. I just feel dirty just walking around in it. But <laughs> the uh, the sound design is really really awesome. That game it's fantastic. I'm a I'm a sucker for good sound design. And man, you hear so much crazy stuff in that game. You you don't know if something's aggroing you or if something's just there's these zombie dudes that just spawn these giant leeches and it makes a sound like they're aggroing you. So I think that's supposed to also trick you. Um, you know, there, there's, there's all kinds of crazy stuff. It, the melee combat reminds me of, of old school culling in the sense that it can be, it can feel weighted and feel very good at times, but there's also times where it gets the stereotypical floaty. You, you didn't hit anything. Sorry. Try again. Sort of thing, you know, but, <laughs> Oh, but overall, the the game is it's an enjoyable experience. I think that people would probably dig that if you're if you're not into to the Fortnite building, if you're not into the the regular combat, run of the mill stuff like PUBG, give Hunt Showdown a look because it's a uh, it's a lot of fun. As again, I, I'm not invested as as invested in this game as Sohinki or Mathis are, mm. uh, but coming from someone who's only played four games, I. Uh, I have I have a I have desire to go back. There's a really neat progression system. Um, the only the only thing that's sort of roguelike in it is that the recruit the hunter or recruits that you use, if you get killed in game and you don't get rezzed, or if the game ends and you're and you're just in capped or whatever, you that hunter is gone forever. It's permanent permadeath. But you can recruit more. But there is a persistent permanent progression system called the bloodline system that does unlock more perks. It's sort of like Dead by Daylight in a way where you can unlock better traits, you can unlock better weapons that you can buy your recruits so they don't have to start off like as a newbie. Um, the game does have some matchmaking that's balanced around the bloodline system. So overall, like I said, a lot of fun. If you like monsters and if you ever wish that Resident Evil was a uh, Resident Evil 7 was a was a battle royale, you're going to love this cuz it's got a lot of that. <laughs> awesome. Um, I have Go another ahead. game that I played. Yeah. Uh called Seven billion humans. I saw you were streaming that. How is it? It's it's great. I love games that like simulate programming and try to do it in a fun way. If if anybody who's watching right now loves Zactronics games, you'll probably really enjoy Seven Billion Humans. The like concept of it is that robots have taken over the Earth essentially. Like they they do literally everything, and humans revolt, being like, we need we want jobs, we want work to do. And so essentially you're like solving problems and and completing tasks with a series of humans that you have to use programming language to like control. Um, so I haven't gotten far enough in the game. Like we've, we've just started having like memory variables and stuff inside of it, but um, it's it's really fun. It's really cool to like, have it say, okay, you can now use if then statements. So you need all of, you know, these people to pick up their cubes and then get into like this position. How would you do it? Right. And that sort of stuff is so, so fun for me. Um, I played so a lot I've, of the uh, human resource machine game when it came out. So this is like same people right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I think it's super, super fun if you're somebody who who likes those sorts of games that are just like it's like simplified programming language um, with sort of a fun, you know, concept and framework 
uh, probably love this game. I, I mm-hmm. think that it's super fun. Is it is it built as like an actual educational game? Like you're you're trying if you're trying to learn programming, or is it like say, more gameplay oriented? I would say like um, it helps you sort of think in the way that you need to with programming. It's not going to teach you like a specific type of okay. programming language, but it kind of helps you. I feel like a lot of these games sort of help you think in a, in like a simplistic yeah. straightforward yeah. way that would help you with just about any kind of computer language, you know? So I, I constantly find myself going, okay, wait, I need to loop this, but then they need to know to get <laughs> out of the loop when like something happens. So like, where do I need to put the loop? And like, you know, you have to, you have to literally go step by step by step and say like, okay, so they do this and then they do this, but then, then it kicks them out to this and then they do this. Right. That's really cool. Um, yeah, it's super fun. And then when it works, you just you feel great. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Like you so. saw the big puzzle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's the uh, coding PHP or learning PHP for me used to be because I didn't take a professional class. I just kind of like learned as I went and, and did yeah. snippets here. And it's like, load the website. And it's like, oh, it works. I mean, sure, it probably threw like a million errors now that we have, you know, other things right. like Notepad++ and whatnot. But at the time, it was just like, yay, things work. So this kind of stuff is just so nostalgic, but it does very much get you to to thinking, like, as you said, thinking in a way that sort of um, can apply to any programming language, really. Yeah. So super fun, really cute. And it gets difficult pretty fast. So if you're somebody who wants to be challenged, I think it becomes challenging pretty quickly. Makes learning fun. Yeah. <laughs> it, like yeah. legitimately though. <laughs> There's a, I, I bought a game a long time ago called like, it's called like speak Japanese to live or something like that. It's, it's supposed to, oh, it's supposed to yeah, it's, it's supposed to be, it, it's, but it's geared more towards like learning how to speak the language mm. and it's put inside of like a, I, I don't, I don't, I don't remember. I, I own it, but I have yet to play it yet though. But like, it's supposedly really good at teaching you how to, how to read and speak Japanese, except it's built into like a survival game, which was, uh, well, I, I was can't like, even find this. Is it real? Uh, it, it is real. Let me, um, let me bring up my steam library real fast. And I can tell you the exact, uh, name of that. It is called. Uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look it up now because it's. I'm not seeing it. Learn Japanese right. to survive. Is that yes. it? Yes. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Hira, there's, yeah. There's hiragana, hiragana and kanji. Learn yeah. Japanese. Hiragana battle is the one I have. Learn Japanese mm-hmm. to survive. And I haven't played it yet, but it looked cool because I like JRPGs and. Who doesn't want to learn a second language? So, sure. What the fuck? It plays like a JRPG. I'm buying this. <laughs> this looks great. It's supposed. It's supposedly really good. I bought. I bought this years ago, and I never. I never played it because it was on sale. It was like two bucks on a flash sale. I was like, okay, I'll just try it out, and I just never did. You have to play it for me, Dodger. Let me know. Okay, I'm on it. Got you. <laughs> I expect a handwritten report next time I'm on the podcast. We're winding down the show here to releases. I'm just going to let you guys know a little bit about what's uh, being released this week. And uh, obviously, we'll hit on any points that you guys find interesting um, before we wrap up for the day or the week. Um, Let's see. Today is the 28th of August. So things out today. Yakuza Kiwami 2 for PS4 is out. Strange Brigade on PC, PS4, Xbox One. 
is out today. Let's see. Victor Vran Overkill Edition is out for Switch today. Call of Duty Shadow War DLC pack out for PS4 today. Yay! <laughs> Yay. <laughs> uh, De Blob 2 out on Switch today. Let's see what else. <laughs> Middle Earth Shadow War Definitive Edition. Out today. Uh, and of course, probably the big release for a lot of people today Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate yeah! on Switch today. <laughs> Predominantly PC gaming channel, totally in love with the Switch. Um, <laughs> I love my Switch, it's awesome. Uh, Firewall Zero Hour is out for PSVR. I've actually kind of taken a little bit of an interest in this, so just mentioning out there for people who are looking to uh, find out more. Um, do -do 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 -do. Donut County is out on PC, PS4, and Donut iOS. County. I know, Donut County. You have my attention. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, let me see if I can speed up going past some console stuff here. Console, console, console. Uh, Far Cry 5 Dead Living Zombies DLC is out today. Do, do, do. Um, Scum, do you guys remember seeing uh, Scum during the Devolver conference at E3? Sam that? played it, yeah. He uh he was playing it yesterday he really likes it it's out on early access tomorrow on steam um let's see what else two point hospital which is going to be my jam fingers crossed anyway um out mm -hmm. on uh, pc on the 30th do, do, do. <laughs> ultimate fishing simulator official launch for pc <laughs> august 30th a lot of games a lot of games Hero of the Kingdom 3 on PC on 30th. Trying to see if there's anything of actual note. Naruto to Baruto. Okay, when I saw Fuck this. Yes, I'm playing that. <laughs> when I hey, saw what? this, when I first saw the title, I was like, Baruto. Is that like how people get like Naruto plus boring? Is that yep. like a. Naruto's is, son. Is that how yeah. That works? yeah, it's a okay. son. Hold on. Naruto's son's Baruto? Yeah. Baruto named his son Baruto? Yeah. I don't know why thing. they did that. I like, you know what? I like that your yes was at least a resigned yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> they did. I don't I don't think there is a single Naruto fan on this planet that heard the name Boruto for his baby and was like, great. <laughs> like, <laughs> his name is Baruto? His name is Baruto. That's terrible. The only thing that makes sense is that is that it was clearly Naruto who was in charge of naming the kid. That's the only right? thing. Right? Fuck. <laughs> Poor child. I saw Burrito. this series pop up Burrito. on my, my Hulu recommended as well. I guess I just watch a lot of anime on Hulu recently. But I saw that title pop up there too, and I was like, Baruto. What is what is that? Like what? Rip off of Naruto. Right. That's what I, you think initially, but Naruto <laughs> is also too. in the name. So it can't yeah. it can't possibly be oh that. Oh, my God. What if it, Burrito? Oh, burrito. man. Burrito. Naruto and Burrito would be an even better show. That would be a much yeah. better show. Naruto eating a burrito would be a better show. Yeah. Yeah. Aside <laughs> from, I don't know, Rigid Force Alpha is coming out on PC on the 31st and Post World on Rigid the 31st. Rigid Force Alpha? Rigid Force Alpha. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> sure thing. Diggity. Okay. Got the Rigid Force right out Rigid, of yeah. Rigid Force Alpha is... <laughs> but I'm gonna name all my guilds and shit now. 
Come on, join Rigid Force. Jesse Cox is Rigid Force Alpha. Alpha. Sounds like what Deadpool should have named X. Oh, <laughs> Rigid Force. What a great name. Deadpool Rigid Force Alpha. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd sign up for that deal. Oh, hell yeah. What a great name. New, that'd be a great esports team name. There you go. Rigid Force Alpha? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It would, the, the logo would just be a bunch of mean looking trees. Yeah, but we only but we only play uh, like FPS games. Yeah, it'd be Call of Duty. It'd be a competitive <laughs> yeah, we Call only of play Duty. FPS games. That's yeah. like we're we're real hard. Rigid Force Alpha. Rigid yeah. Force Alpha. Rigid Force Alpha. We're real hard. We're real. <laughs> hardcore. Rigid Force Alpha. We're real. We're, we're not hardcore. We're hardwood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're real hard. That's it. Done. I just made. I just made my next esports team. So, uh, Jesse, what's coming up on your channel this week? Uh, I mean, tomorrow I'm going to be streaming with Game Changer uh, for charity. So that's going to happen at like 8 a.m. Get ready for that. And uh, then I'm going to PAX this weekend. Ooh. And uh, for those of you who are at PAX, I'm not going as media. I'm not going for fun. I'm going to sell you things. Uh, what are you selling? You should go to the sixth floor. Uh, I have a booth called Jesse Sells Out uh, in the Badlands area where everyone walks by there all the time. It's we're like uh, all the various friends of Pax have their stuff where they sell you their different merch. And uh, because I'm a friend of, like Pax dudes, I was like, uh, "Can I have one of those booths?" I was like, "Sure." So now I have a booth, and it, I have a big banner that is an homage to the potion seller uh, me. And uh, it says Jesse sells out, and I'm literally just selling things for a dollar. Everything's a dollar. Everything from like stuff that I've gotten from events to uh, fun pins that I had made to stickers to Nvidia graphics cards that Nvidia uh, sent me to, to for this specific purpose to all sorts of crazy shit. Like just things I'm getting rid of. I'm cleaning my life out and giving it to you for one dollar. And I've, so throughout the weekend, I'll randomly just be putting stuff on the table like, and this is a dollar. And whoever stops by at that time gets it. I'm not going to announce shit. I'm just going to take photos of people afterwards. There's a ton of stuff. It's one thing per person. So if you buy something, get your ass to the back of the line. Then you can buy it again if there is a line. But uh, yeah, so that's pretty much what it is. I can't wait to see everyone there. It's going to be amazing. And I'm not going to do a damn thing. I'm just going to like sell people stuff jesse cox's yard sale isn't it a, a far it's a pretty long way to go to have a yard sale yeah but like it's i'm fine with it i'm fine i'm like i my apartment is is there's nothing in it anymore my office was cleaning this out i'm i there's some things where i can't decide if i want to give it away or not i've been looking at this faku skateboard deck and i'm like what if i what if i gave that away for a dollar because i have my i have two of them and so why not why would i give away this one i have so many things that I'm just like, huh, what can I give people that they would love? So, yeah, share the wealth, I say. Awesome. Brooke, what about you? What's coming up on your channel this week? She's muted. Brooke is muted. You're muted. Just don't, don't say anything. Just let her keep going. Just let her keep going. <laughs> <laughs> the best. Uh, normal streams um, next week. Uh, I will be going to Oregon for Rose City Comic Con. Um, so we'll be doing lots of streams leading up to that because I don't know how much I'll be able to stream while I'm in Oregon. Uh, so yeah, uh, you can find me at Dex Bonus. I stream a lot. 
and I've got a baby now, so shit's crazy <laughs> over here. Come hang. <laughs> Are you going to cosplay at the Comic-Con? No, we're selling um, Cat Gang merch. Oh, excellent. So we'll have a booth there. It's my first time running a booth. I'm so excited. Aww. So yeah, if any of you are going, please come say hi to Danny and I. We'll just be chilling. Awesome. How about you, Sin? What's coming up for you? Uh, I've got uh, just more Isaac, more Lobotomy Corporation, if you're interested in checking that out. Uh, my band has a new song coming out, uh, hopefully at the end of this week, that you can find on my Bandcamp page. If I'm allowed to plug it, I'll say it. Of course. Um, Go ahead. Uh, Sinvicta.bandcamp.com. Uh, and all of our music's for free, so you can check that out there. Uh, I'll be playing Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate today uh, for a little bit, then I have to pick up my dad from the airport. And just more Monster Hunter after that. And, uh, yeah. But definitely check out Lobotomy Corporation. I think a lot of people, if you've never heard about the game, I give it rave reviews. It's really good. Check it out. And thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. It's good to see everyone. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, as for myself, I am going to Vegas for Labor Day weekend because I'm about to sign a very big fat check over to the Fed and they are going to leave me alone. <laughs> and <laughs> I am going to celebrate that by going to Vegas, basically using all my air miles and all of my comps. So I'm like, yay, free trip. Woo! And nice, going to nice. just, I don't know. Uh, have some fun being away from the element for a little while. I've been trying to make a WTF is of dead cells and it's not been going great, but you know, I'm going to try and persist. Um, there will not be a show next week. I just wanted to let you guys know because Jesse's going to PAX and I will be just getting back from Vegas. Um, the show next week will be canceled. The following week, however, we will have Crendor back on. He's already committed to it. So, uh -huh. Ho -ho. so he yeah. says. He'll have to come up with a new plan, uh, get himself locked in an Ikea or something. We'll, we'll see how that works out. Buy my troops. Buy my troops. Swag. Jesse's just not having it. Maybe Jesse is the reason. I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe he's here when I see it. He said, Crandor says a lot of things. <laughs> Jesse's the reason that Crandor didn't show up. Probably. Crandor didn't feel loved. That's that's why that happened. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in <laughs> to the show this week. Thank you guys so much for being here, especially you, Sin Victor. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me again. At the last minute and everything, save the day. Of course. This has been Happy the Coctional Podcast, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Have a nice day. I love you.